Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is time for your Impact Wrestling post-show. It is Thursday, July 27, 2023. Oh, boy. I am at Joel Pearl, and as always, I have number one collider and Zicky Dice aficionado. Cresta stars with me. Hi, Cresta. How are you? I am saddened. Ezekiel Dice on this day. Johnny Swinger, I thought. I don't know what to think. But what a good episode of Impact. Honestly, this was, uh, as they say in the culinary world, this was the amouche-bouche of the week. This was such a good palate cleanser. I enjoyed this episode of Impact. It was so good. What did you think about it today? I really enjoyed it. I also wondered how the hell they were going to get to the full time of the show because (laughs) at one point I was like, it's 9.50 Eastern and this match just ended. What are we doing? And then we found out at the end of the Aldous and uh, and, sorry, the Aldous and Young match, how that went on. So good time. It was a good episode. This wraps up the tapings in Windsor. They're off to Chicago this weekend. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Not too many changes. Apparently on the, on the Leo rush front, uh, I believe he's scheduled to be at the tapings, but he will mm. not be wrestling at the tapings. So uh, he's, uh, for those who don't know, last weekend he was at MCW for uh, an indie appearance. And in the opening match, he uh, he got injured. He, uh, yeah, basically just got injured, pulled for the rest of the weekend. And as a result, we didn't really know what to expect. Uh, according to uh, House of Wrestling, they found out... Uh, through however they found out that Leo is going to be out for one month. Uh, so if that's the case, emergence is in one month. And that's the next time he puts up the X Division Championship. I'm not going to be too angry because at least this way, he'll be back in time for Toronto. So not too bad. Other than that, yeah, it was a good episode. I really enjoyed myself. My only complaint, and I think this was mainly during BTI, was the audio was a little off. But you know what? Impact can never do anything 100%, and we love you just for it. So everything else tonight was spectacular. Spectacular. And if you want to be spectacular, go ahead, drop a thumbs up on the video, and subscribe to us here at Fightful on the YouTube channel because we are close to 100,000 subscribers. Going to get that play button. I mean, I'm not. Jimmy and Sean are. But, like, I could just drive over to Jimmy's house when he gets it and do the unboxing with him. He'll probably put me behind the camera, but at least I would be there. So go ahead, subscribe to us here, Fightful uh, on YouTube. And also over on Fightful Overbook, uh, myself and Jeremy Lambert and a plethora of other friends are dropping content daily. So go and subscribe to us there. We have a lot going on. And of course, you can subscribe to us at FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business. Get your exclusive news. Or if you want to support us here live right now on the air, you can leave a super chat on the video. Any amount of question statement read on the air. Uh, we're, we'll tell you what. I'll, I'll open with this one from our pal Dobby the Brain Heenan. On vacation with the wife and kids this week, so I missed the Impact Live. But looking forward to the recap, the best tag team in the biz. I thought Ace of Bays were the best tag team in the biz. But you know what, Cresta? We might be those people. I mean, no disrespect to any tag team. But we are the best tag team in the world. I'm sorry to tell you, um, 
These are the breaks. And me and Joel Pearl will be taking no further questions at this time about us, our tag team status. Thank you very much. But considering we are the best tag team ever, according to Dobby the Brain Heenan, I should let you know about Humper Chat. And I think my tag team partner is the perfect person to do so. You're going to take your fingers. You're going to type on your keyboard or your phone, humperchats.com. You're going to put in any dollar amount because it'll get your comment or question read on air like, Cresto, what is the plot of Phantom of the Opera? What is the plot of Phantom of the Ring? We'll answer your question to the best of our ability, and we get to keep a little bit more of the proceeds. We're happy. Sean Ross Sapp is happy. Dan Housen under the ring is happy. Humperchats.com. Bing. Bing bong. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one bit that makes no sense, but we're going to keep doing it. It just happens. At this point, it's tradition. You got that sweet beret going. Is that a raspberry beret? The kind you find at a secondhand store? Is the Jean-Ticlair's from the Paris? Let me stop because I have a very, I love the French, but I'm sure after that, they don't love me. <laughs> they do not. Let's start with BTI and someone who both loves me and hates me. And that's George Iceman. He's back in the coffee shop. I mean, the office. He says, where does Diana Perrazzo go from here? He's trying to get the intel for us. You get it because it's called Iceman Intel. So he's getting the intel and his name is Iceman. Anyway, she blamed herself apparently, but she has a plan. So what is it? You know, for the guy who gets us all the scoops, he's asking more questions to us than he's answering. So just saying, George, probably up your game. Stifleselect.com. We would probably help you out there. He thinks we're all smart. Smart marks. And we'll figure it out. <laughs> I thought he's the lawyer who works on Wednesdays. No, that's smart Mark Sterling. I was talking about Mark Henry. Smart Mark Henry. Oh, my bad. He works the show with Bully on the radio. Yes, but not bully like Black Taurus bully. Like Bully Ray with Devon Get the Tables bully. Oh, like Bully Ray, whose brother-in-law dances with Dudley's from ECW. No, that's um, Bubba Ray. And I think he's down in Mexico with El Generico taking care of children. Yu Yumora and Joe Hendry take on the team of Kenny King and Sheldon Jean. The problem is if we kept doing this, we would get bombarded with people commenting about how they just killed time. <laughs> anyway, Kenny King, Sheldon Jean versus Yuya and Joe Hendry. I... I've said it before. I'll say it again, Cresta. I like this team of Hendry and Yamura because I've been saying for the longest time, Yuya needs something that sets him apart, that gives him a character, and we're starting to find it. Yeah, listen, it's a little bit like Japanese guy who barely speaks English and is a bit comedy, but it works in this case. This is it a, works. It's a solid match. You know what? This was mostly putting emphasis on Yamura, and uh, Henry comes out. He says, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. I'm no longer the digital media champion, but sometimes even Joe Henry needs to motivate himself. Life is full of peaks and valleys, good times and bad times, and then he, he recites that ancient haiku. Sometimes life is good. Sometimes life is bad. Sometimes life is so bad that you need to quit wrestling and become a male stripper. You know, as much as he keeps making fun of Kenny King for being a male stripper, I've seen some of these only ham checks. And, you know, I'm just saying he was able to buy a house. He got new gear for him and Sheldon Jean. You know, he he got his hair done. I mean, he made I think stripper Kenny made a lot of money. And like somebody in the audience said, I think you're jealous, Joseph Hendry. It's I think it's jealousy. And Gia Miller yelling in the headset. That's not a haiku. (laughs) Gia Miller is 
Chef's Kiss, and I want her on commentary on everything, even the super serious matches. I don't care. <laughs> oh, she's wild. Anyway, great hot tag for Yuya. They're they're really they're finding something with this pairing, and we'll talk about it in a minute because end of the match, Yuya pins Kenny King, who is the digital media champion, gets that sunset flip roll up while Henry and Gene are fighting outside. It's a good little setup because later on, Santino's in the back during impact, congratulating Yuya and Henry. And Yuya says he basically thinks he got a title match against Kenny King. And then Yuya, in his own broken English, turns it into a three-way. And Santino, who also has broken English, says, no, that's a good idea. We should do that. And Joe Henry reluctantly agrees. So next week for the Digital Media Championship, Yuya versus Joe Henry versus Kenny King. Uh, this is going to be fun. I liked the setup. I Again, Santino and Yuya actually worked in this case with the uh-huh. same non-English thing. What do you think of the match? What do you think of the setup for the triple threat? Anything with Joe Hendry, 10 out of 10, was thoroughly impressed. Like I said before, Kenny King's gear and Sheldon Jean's gear looked really, really great. This was a showcase for Yuha, so I can't wait to see what happens next week. I I see Kenny King retaining. I see you taking the pin. But I also foresee that match shenanigans, but good shenanigans. And I'm very happy for Yuya because I think – the pairing, like you said, between him and Joe Hendry, it's you, yeah, you, Amara. Oh, that's going to be so good. Because then I feel like we, if it leads to the the actual expose of Joe Hendry, because I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but Joe Hendry's kind of a bad guy. Again, like, let's think back to his vignettes. You took some man's inheritance. You had relations with some man's wife. You're making fun of Kenny for what he did in the past. You made fun of Matt Card. You're kind of a you're you're not the good guy, Joe Hedgy. Kenny King is kind of not wrong. <laughs> and you know what? I was saying earlier to myself, you know, self, this could be the time when Joe Henry steals the victory. And that's it. Just like you said, he stole a man's inheritance, stole his wife, stole his stole everything. And this is the opportunity for Joe Henry to be like, I never said I was gonna play by the rules. I play by Joe Henry's rules. But at the same time, I don't want to see him be a heel because Impact announced that they're going to be in the UK in, I believe it was October. And mm. if that's the case, and they're going to bring in Grado, and Grado and Joe Hendry have a, a background as well. I want to see them play off each other. Maybe they'll fight each other. Who knows? But they're good comedy fodder for each other. Uh, and that's where they go great. But uh, yeah, I don't want to see Joe Hendry turning heel, but I want to see him maybe use some underhanded tactic to win back the digital media championship. If not heel, definitely anti-hero. We won't grow over full heel, but like shenanigans. Like the best way I could describe it is when Mo- Samoa Joe moves, when someone does a dive, he's like, hey, why would I stand there? Why would I stand there? Why would I stand there? So if he does that, that's great. Yeah, I don't hate it either. Impact, the show starts off with Trinity and Danny Luna teaming up to take on the Coven. Listen, this is a great match for Danny Luna. She gets a lot of shine. Trinity looks good, as she always does, the Knockouts World Champion. And, of course, the Coven coming off of their loss at uh, Slammiversary with the tag titles. They, uh, they're they trying to get into it, but they can't. Wild takes the sit-out power bomb from Trinity fully compacted on her spine like she lifts her legs high up in the air and just goes down on her tailbone it looked painful for taylor wilde i felt so bad trinity rolls her around gets the three count and then really the the big news of the match is out comes diana perrazzo right hot off the get and just says simply she's getting her rematch for her knockouts world championship at emergence in toronto my plan is to be there but cresta what do you think of the tag match and what do you think of diana and trinity too in about a month's time. 
Let's give it up for Danny Luna because this was a showcase for her. This girl got worked over. She had the hot tags, the hope spots. Kylan King said, I'm going to make you work for every inch of this. She was so stiff. Also, I am loving how I maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I feel like the more and more Taylor Wilde gets away from the tag team titles, the more and more of a gremlin crazy she becomes. I want to stop this person's goal and I want to do this. And it's like you're kind of unhinged now that you don't have the tag titles. Again, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that wrinkle I thought was really nice. The post-match, is this the first match announced for emergence? We, we didn't even, we just had Slammiversary. So when is it? Emergence is the next one, but this was the first match and I'm not mad at it. Yeah. And honestly, this is a match that could very easily main event the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, they didn't main event Slammiversary, did they? They didn't because it was the Josh Alexander return. They wanted to make that the big moment, which is understandable because, mm-hmm. you know, no knock on Trinity. She's bringing in a lot of eyes to impact and a lot of new fans. But when you think about impact wrestling, Josh Alexander has been synonymous with the brand. So for him to come back for a lot of fans, like that's a big emotional moment. Trinity winning, not to take away from it. uh, it, It's just a a different kind of layer of emotion. So if this is the case, and we know Josh is coming back, if it's Josh versus Alex Shelley for the Impact World Championship, that's probably the main event at Emergence. Because again, it's in Toronto. It's in in Josh Alexander's backyard. Fair. Uh, but this is the first match announced. It's going to get the most amount of, of attention for mm. the next month. Although I'm wondering what's going to happen with Multiverse United. You know, none of the women have been announced. They have two matches announced for the show, a tag match and, and the uh, the Impact World Championship match. And to add a third layer onto this, Cresta, they announced that Sonata is going to be at Emergence, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. So we don't know who's going to challenge Sonata or if Sonata will be in action in a triple thread and a tag whatever his involvement is we don't know so there's a so lot of much things. wrestling so much going on <laughs> but the point of all this is the biggest first announced match for emergence is the rematch between trinity mm-hmm. and diana and i think that's a really big uh way to start and also i think that's going to bolster some ticket sales as well for the event Absolutely. I had a friend of mine today. I was like, what's going on with Trinity? Have you seen her wrestle? How's her running impact? And it's like, if you haven't watched Trinity since the Federation, I think it's I think it's worth looking at her now. The style is similar, but it's a lot more rough, a lot more rough and tough stiff. And I think that this match could steal the show. I want to see how they build to it because Commentary made a very good point. Trinity is the only woman to tap out Deanna Perrazzo and Impact, period. Period. And this is after Jordan Grace's, Masha Slamovich's. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was a submission specialist. Uh, even a Rosemary. Because I've seen Rosemary tie girls up in the ropes. You know what I mean? So that, to me, says a lot. And I can't wait to see if this makes Deanna slip back into her heel, if she wins or if she loses. Either way, like you said, that is a great first match to announce. And that's a moneymaker. That is a draw. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the Just the stuff that Trinity's been doing in Impact, mm-hmm. you can see the confidence Every time she goes out there, it's building, it's building, it's building. Not that she came in as a shell of herself, but she certainly was trying to figure out, you know, what mm-hmm. is what is Trinity? Who was Naomi? What is Trinity? What are we doing with this new character now that she's a champion? How does she work in the ring, move in the ring? And you can see that it's getting 
better and better. It's getting crisper each time. So yeah. excited for that match. Deanna and Trinity had really great chemistry at Slammiversary. Looking forward to them tying it up in Toronto at about a month's time. Uh, and again, I'm looking forward to whatever they're going to do with the Knockouts division at Multiverse United because some women are coming over from Japan. And I'd love to see at least a few Knockouts matches on the card. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I love when they do the multiverse matches because I think it puts a lot more eyes if you're not familiar with New Japan. And I feel like the Impact audience is very familiar. But if you are not familiar with either one, it's a great crossover promotion. And plus, them Joshi girls are stiff, girl. Those ladies are stiff. Like, we get stiff over here, but that's different. It's a different world over there. If you're not yes. watching, if you're not watching some of the Joshi wrestling that's out there. You're you're missing out on some pretty cool stuff. Some some really, uh, just it's different. That's all I'm gonna say. Very uh, bad. <laughs> let's move on. Leo rushes in the back. Musa Myers approach him and they ask, "Hey, what happened last week? You left us hanging." And Leo's like, "Why are you Moose and Myers hanging out with Bully Ray? Why are you aligned with him?" And then Bully Ray comes screaming like he's an old man. <laughs> he's just like, "Huh." What am I doing here? And Leo was just not reacting. I can't yell because yeah. of people sleeping in the house. <laughs> but either way, Bully is like just screaming like an old man. Leo's not reacting. And Bully says, you know, you haven't been here long enough to ask questions. But all you need to know is that I'm aligned with Musa Myers because I trust them. And then Bully says Leo is either with them or against them. He says it's a cliche thing to say. And it is. And he wants an answer by the end of the night. So there you go. We know the answer by the end of the night. But what do you think of this segment going into it? Does nobody watch the product? I have to agree with Leo Rushio. Why are you working with Bully Ray? And Bully Ray coming to yell at him, I, I kind of felt for Leo Rush in that moment. Yeah, you want to come in and do your own thing, but you literally have Bully Ray here who's literally being a bully to the roster. So either you're with him or you're against him. And if you feud with Bully Ray, you're feuding with Bully Ray forever. And who wants to deal with that? At least if I turn my back on you or you turn your back on me, we could just wash it away, especially if you turn your back on me because then you feel like you did it and I don't want to be bothered. But you either got to get down with Bully Ray or he's literally going to terrorize you. I kind of felt so bad for him because like, damn, you really want to be by yourself. But mm -mm. <laughs> can't do it. And all Leo wants to do is be on his own. But He's been tasked with picking a side. So we'll find out later. We'll talk about that. Johnny Bravo and Dirty Dango, they do that little backstage segment, uh, or I guess pre-tape. And the question is, how concerned with you with your match against Santino? And Dango's like, every time I go out there, I'm confronted with tweakers, drunks, and bums. I'm just like, oh, my God, why? He says he takes Santino about as seriously as an MMA fighter as he does Bupinder Kujer as a pro wrestler. So I guess we're going back to that, which honestly is fine with me. But uh he goes on about the whole Ariana Grace thing, how he's dating Santino's daughter. And I'm just like, can we just move on from this? We're done. Like, don't tell me about the order at Applebee's and all that. And then he says he brought uh, Bravo to watch his back because he wants to get on his flights on time and without any injuries. And then they, this is this popped me. The whole, like, this guy's been to Vietnam. Where, how long do you go to Vietnam? He's like, I vacation there for six days a month. That was so six silly. Six days a year. <laughs> and then he does Viet Nam. I thought that was really good. Really silly, really stupid. What do you think of the Dango segment? Him and Johnny Bravo are now a thing. Um, You're saying his name wrong. It's Johnny Alpha. Woof. That's, listen, those were his words. He I said know. he's no longer Johnny Bravo. He's Johnny Alpha. And honestly, 
I love a good, I'm going to poke fun at everything that people take way too seriously. And I'm going to take it super seriously. Do you see how you sound? Pro wrestling is so stupid. This is, this is stupid, but in the best way. I, I hate it, but I like it. I, I pop. I thought this was good. <laughs> and then, and then he had the nerve to come out there, whether it was last week or this week, with shiny orange shorts. You are the worst person, Dango. You are seriously the worst person. Super serious wrestler, Dirty Dango. We talk about this every week. Super serious. Stop laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> but it is. This wasn't funny, though. Loser leaves impact wrestling. I know you're dressed up in your your funeral attire for this. Swingman and Zicky Dice. Now, first of all, this is fun. Zicky Dice rolls Swingman down to the ring, and he goes back up and gets his own entrance, which just makes me laugh. That you was 10 out of 10. So good. And then you mentioned the finger poke of Doom during the crossover, uh, and then you got Zicky yelling, plans change, I want to stay in impact. And then they rake each other's eyes. They low blow each other. They do the I'm sorry, I love you spot from WrestleMania with Michaels and Flair. Swingman says, he goes out of the ring. He says, my time is done. Rev, count me out, daddy. I'm done here. And then Zicky tells the referee, stop it. And then he gets out of the ring. He confronts Johnny Swinger and says, we can finish this match. We can be men. Father, father, and son. <laughs> Swingman says, No, it's your time, Zicky. Get in the cart. I'll roll you around. Zicky gets in and he's just like ah, doing the pose. And then Swingman just hits him with a giant clothesline out of the cart. Rolls Zicky dies back in the ring. Not just pins him, but puts his feet on the ropes for leverage. Uh, the big news here is that Swingman gets a title shot, Crescent Star. <laughs> but Zicky dies is officially out of impact wrestling. At what cost, man? I <laughs> this was the best match of the night. <laughs> this was overbooked, overproduced. What they what it calls a ham and egger? Because that's what this was. That's exactly what this was, and that's exactly what it needed to be. I am upset that there was a non that that there was not a non finish. I mean, technically there was, but at the same time, it wasn't enough as a smosh for me. Ezekiel Dice, formerly known as Zicky Dice, is on his way. I don't like this. Why? Also, Johnny swinging with the feet on a rope for insult to injury. At that point, <laughs> this was the best match on the card. 10 out of 10, 87 stars in the Tokyo Dome. Argue your mama about it. <laughs> Amanda B sent us a humper chat saying morning Zicky's departure swingers dungeon being down a daddy. Scott Zamore just needs to know this is just wrong. PS Joel, love your shirt. Lemmy forever. Thank you. That's my, my motorhead shirt. Love Lemmy. Uh, I got his guitar pick in my wallet all the time. One of my, one of my favorite bands of all time is motorhead. Heard of them. Don't know any songs by them. Please don't hate me. I know machine head. Oh, I remember them. Dun, 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 dun. I feel like that's a song by Rem. Buddy of mine still uh, plays bass for them, so there you go. Hey, so yeah. Joel is famous. That's we have heard it yeah. here first. No, no. This is a weird story. Jared McEachern plays bass for Machine Head. Jared was in a band called Sanctity back in the day out of uh, North Carolina. And my buddy Brian, who plays in another band, Brian lives in Canada around here. And 
Brian played with Sanctity for a little while on bass and then became a singer while Sanctity was kind of like going down. Jared was the lead singer and guitar player for Sanctity. It was a whole mess of things. So I know Jared through Brian and Brian and I are still friends, but then Jared got the machine head gig, yada, yada, yada. Here we are today. Joel's famous. You heard it here first. So our next match, I think, is what? <laughs> Mel Shaw versus Mosh Slamovich. Ooh, that was... Yo, so I, I'm watching the show, y'all, and I promptly sent a message to Joel Pearl. I'm like, who's Mosh Slamovich? Mosh Potatoes? <laughs> Mosh Pit? <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up what you sent me. So <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead and vamp for a second. So here we are. It's 2013, June, July 27th. They, they introduce MK Ultra, And to my surprise, it's Mosh Slamovich with Killer Kelly. Who's MASH? Bangers and MASH? MASH Potato? The Monster MASH? Uh, Smash Mouth? Somebody once told me that's not how you spell Masha. Okay. Someone's going right. to get beat up in the back. <laughs> All right. I think we did that sufficiently. Masha Slamovich, Giselle Shaw, one-on-one. When people read the spoilers, they were not happy, but now we know why, what happened. Uh, Masha has a great comeback in the middle of this match. Giant kicks, good stuff. Uh, Giselle Shaw misses the first attempt of the denouement. Masha hits a roundhouse kick for 2.9. And then there's a distraction from the Shantaraj. David Dahl gets on the apron as he always does. And of course, it leads to Giselle hitting the denouement and pinning Masha. Uno, dos, tres. So there you go. Giselle over Masha. What do you think of the match? Little thing happened. Surprised. That Giselle Shaw pin Masha Slamovich. I will say I'm not as mad about it. Name a time Giselle Shaw, since she got the Shaw Taraj, isn't cheating. Because I'll wait. She was going to cheat that girl out her books. Books, boots. And basic math says three is more than two. I was actually surprised, like commentary said, Jay Vidal had the gumption to get on the ring apron knowing Jody Threat had traumatized him last week. So, surprise. I don't know if this leads into a three-way. I don't know if the MK Ultra becomes triple threat redheads. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, I could see why people would be upset. They just won the tag team. I don't like them getting pinned. But... I think Masha's at a place where it doesn't hurt her and Giselle Shaw's a cheater. <laughs> I can't believe First of all, I'm so upset right now that the Chantourage versus the Redheads is not currently on the books. It could. It could happen this weekend in Chicago. It could happen at the tapings. And if it does, I will be so here for it. We've been talking about Masha and Killer Kelly and Jody Threat having some sort of three-way sorry that's the only way i can say it listen yeah. i'm saved so i got you we right. we're both saved people child of god and whatnot <laughs> yeah Killer kelly's the only one of the three that i haven't had a conversation with so there you go either way i want to interview the three of them at the same time at this point and just see if they do a trios thing i gotta i gotta i gotta get it out of them i gotta talk to them but i don't know we if that's what they're gonna do we need like a red name, like like Volcana, Arcana, Explosion. I don't know, but it has to be something because MK Ultra. That's that's fire. That's funny and that's fire. But we need something with with the red line. Uh, no, they'll call it like they'll call it MK Threat, just like she called it the Threat Dolls at Slammiversary. Loved that name. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, McThreat. <laughs> <laughs> Not the McThreat. Yeah, let me get a McThreat. It's when they put a knife between two buns. Let me get a McThreat Ultra. <laughs> oh, God. That's anyway. actually a good name. Here's a McThreat. Kazarian and Tracy Brooks are backstage. Tracy says, I'm a mom and I don't want to get into this, but I want five minutes in the ring with Lish Edwards. I went to Scott Demore about this. And Kazarian's like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to get hurt. You're not a wrestler anymore. Lish isn't worth it. Not going to happen. So it's definitely going to happen. Uh, they leave the arena and that's that. What do you think? Are we going to do Tracy and Lish? Is this going to be finally the mixed tag that we've been waiting on? What What's going on here? To quote Tracy Brooks, I want to beat up that dumb bitch, Lish. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. And I believed her. She said, I don't care that I'm a wrestler. I'm a mom and I hate her. <laughs> I Honestly, like I said, I'm living for this Lish being Vicky Guerrero levels of annoying. So I, I stand with Tracy Brooks. Sometimes I don't. I don't have to put my hair up and square up. I'm just going to take my earrings off. I hope you can fight. <laughs> I thought it was great. I was thoroughly sports entertained. And this popped me too. When she said, I hate Lish. I was like, I felt that. Because she be annoyed. All you hear is her yelling during uh, Eddie Edwards matches. So I understand. <laughs> Listen, if they give them just five minutes in the ring, but nobody gets a microphone. That's all I'm asking. Okay? Lish don't need a mic. Come on now. <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> all you got to hear is that. Get up! You're stupid! <laughs> Book it. Yes. Yes. And this is going to be Kazarian and Eddie Edwards the whole time. Like, oh, my God. Yo, hit my wife, but oh, my God. <laughs> so what do you think? Are they going to do Are they gonna do the mixed tag after they do this five minutes in heaven thing? I think so. I think because Eddie Edwards is going to want to cheat. And Frankie Kazarian is going to be like, that's not going down. It, that five minutes in heaven might get thrown out and it's going to be a mixed tag anyway. And I wouldn't be mad at it. I like Frankie Kazarian when he wrestles. Eddie Edwards is hit or miss sometimes with me. So this is this is perfect for me. Let's scream it in the ring and maybe get beat up by Tracy Books. Honestly, do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. We'll see what happens. But uh, again, I'm sure in Chicago they'll run it and then they'll make the match announcement. And that'll be the one match that if they do it in emergence, I'm not going to be super psyched for. But that's just pre-show, me. baby. <laughs> you think it'll be? I don't think it's going to be a countdown match. No, they'll put that in the main event. <laughs> you know why? Book it, cowards. That's my answer to everything: is book it, cowards. <laughs> pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Tracy is Canadian too, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure Tracy Brooks is from uh, my neck of the woods. Yeah, she's Canadian. She is she? Where's she from? I'm not saying Mary's lie. Ontario. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I think 90% of the impact roster is Canadian. And Absolutely. I I don't even know who's from. Like, I know Macklin's from New Jersey because they keep saying he's from New Jersey. <laughs> Same thing with Deanna Perrazzo. She's from New Jersey because he keeps saying it. But everybody else, I feel like they're all from Canada. Honestly, throw out a name and they're probably Canadian. Except for Moose and Myers. They're next and they take on Kushida and Alex Shelley in a tag match. Time splitters are together. Good speed from the time splitters to open it up. They're doing uh, like a 
two fast guys taking on mm-hmm. the two big dudes, Moose and Myers. And Myers is deceptive, deceptively big, I should say. Uh, Myers, of course, being a former WWE guy, uh, just like the Cardonas and the Heaths, you don't uh, you don't anticipate seeing how big they are compared to the rest of the wrestlers of today uh-huh. when you see them in the ring. You know, well, you know Moose is big, but like Myers is deceptively big, especially when standing next to Kushida or the Impact World Champion Alex Shelley. Uh-huh. Uh, Moose and Myers lay out Kushida, and Moose works over Shelley. Myers goes for a tag, but Shelley catches Myers in a crucifix style pin, gets the win. Very shocking. They do the beatdown. Uh, Bully shows up to help. Josh Alexander tries to even the odds. He gets beat down. Leo Rush shows up and very quickly makes his decision. He beats up Alex Shelley. So he is aligned with Moose Myers and Bully for now. And then Chris Saban comes back. So he's okay. He's fine. Don't worry about Chris Saban. He clears the ring. And then everyone except for Leo. And then Chris Saban beats up Leo Rush, tosses him out. That's the segment. That's the match. What do you think of the whole thing? The match? Not going to hold you. It was exactly what it needed to be. I don't want to see my uh, my champion getting pinned. Okay, great. Time stood is great. The post-match is where it was at. Everybody coming out, glad to see Chris Saban back. I wonder if this leads to a five-on-five tag. Probably will. Um, again, feeling a little sympathetic for Leo Rush. Because Leo Rush gets it. I don't want to work with Bully Ray. No, I'm going to get got in the end and then I can't get rid of him. He's like that fruit fly in your house. Once he's there, he don't leave. So I sympathize with it, but I also got it too. Because who who are you going to ask for help? One of the, the most liked guys here, the Motor City Machine Guns, you beat the crap out of Chris Saban for all intents and purposes. So who's going to want to help you? Yikes. Um, I hope it goes somewhere. I'm not too keen on the five-man match, a five-man tag match. I know it'll be good when they eventually have it, but sometimes I want to see them against each other, not whatever. But also, too, now that Saban's back, Saban's going to want a rematch for the X Division Championship because Sheeta already said, you're not cashing in nobody's option C until you wrestle me. So now there's so many spinning plates. Who goes first? Who's going to jump? Who's line? I can't wait to see how this turns out. I'm wondering where they run this five on five because you're right. It's almost certainly going to be, you know, going on soon. Uh If it's, if it's again, if that's the emergence match, then Deanna and Trinity are absolutely going to main event that show because I don't think, listen, again, going back to the Josh in his, in his backyard, Uh I wouldn't want to do Josh in a five on five back in Toronto. Like, I don't think that's big enough. Uh, they did announce it for emergence. There you go. Davi the Brain Heenan put it out there. So there you go. It's on their Twitter. So there you go. The main event it's emergence is most likely Deanna Barrasso versus Trinity. Which As makes it should be, though. But the one thing that sucks about doing this five on five, it currently gets rid of the X Division Championship, the Ultimate <sighs> X winner, Kushida. And it gets rid of the Impact World Championship. So Emergence, again, this has never been a big deal for Impact where uh, a non-pay-per-view special Mm -hmm. doesn't have all the titles. But when you take out two of your major men's singles titles, that kind of messes things up a bit. So I'm now hoping that we're going to get some really strong uh, character-building matches and some really strong other title matches. So the Knockouts Women's Championship, uh, the Knockouts uh, Tag Titles, I should say. And uh, I'm guessing... They'll probably do something with the uh, the tag titles, maybe even the digital media 
uh, championship as well. I'll even go forward to say that I think there's a lot more story to be told with all of those people tied up, Josh Alexander, Kushida. So this, like you said, it gives everybody else a chance to shine. And after emergence, we can then maybe start telling the stories of the the main, all of these other titles. Because I will say at Slammiversary, it was very much your mainline titles being focused. So you give them a break. You give give the men's division, the main men line men's division a break. And you do a lot of your extra stuff, your digital media, your knockouts, and maybe get some grudge matches out the way. You know, I don't know who has a grudge match right now, maybe besides uh, Giselle Shaw, the, M- the Mech Threat Ultra. And uh, I don't know who else has like beef like that. Well, it feels like MK Ultra will defend against the Shantaraj. But well, Giselle Shaw and Savannah, I haven't really seen them tag together even like or, build on. Or Jay. They could put Jay Vidal that's there. True, that's the true. That's true. The knockouts women's tag titles haven't always been held by two women. I mean, honestly, Jay Vidal been getting beat up by the women. <laughs> At this point, let him compete for the title. <laughs> Every week, getting beat up by like Trinity, Diana, Jody Threat, <laughs> Do Boy J getting beat up. Let let him compete for the tag title. <laughs> now that this is official, and that takes ten men off the card, who faces Sonata for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and why is it Speedball Mike Bailey? Because Speedball Mike Bailey just literally wrestled a blow-up doll. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the same blow-up doll that wrestled Kenny Omega. So watch your mouth. Second of all, I was going to say Danny Luna. For the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Danny Luna. All right. You know what? Well, when Danny Luna comes to beat you up, this is your fault. (laughs) She wants to have a conversation in Toronto and she's there. I'll talk to her. But for now... I'm I'm curious as to who could face Sonata if they're going. Who would you think? I'd put Speedball, Speedball or Jonathan Gresham. Let them have something fun. Sonata's a girl or a boy. Sonata is the men's IWGP New Japan. That makes a lot more sense. That's why you were like, Krista. It would not be Danny Luna. Wouldn't be Danny Luna. You know what? I'm going to shut up now. I know nothing about professional wrestling. I'm just here to look pretty. You guys caught me. I've been exposing 8K. That's amazing. I love it. It's okay. Sonata was the one who had a match against Jungle Boy at Forbidden Door. Oh! You know what? You feel really stupid. (laughs) It's late. I get it. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. I'll tell you who the match is not going to be against. That's Alan Angels. Alan Angels calls Heath they want to be rock star and then says he's a real life rock star. And I'm like, what? In what world has Alan Angels ever been a rock star? Anyway. He's got one earring, buddy. That's rock star. Sure. If that's the case, I know a lot of rock stars. So, this is my favorite. He says Heath banged Angels from behind because he's jealous. And then says Heath is going down. Angels is on the ascent and he's going to let Heath wrestle him next week. Okay. Why are we talking about banging angels from behind? And why is angels invoking that line? Uh, thoughts on this promo? Cause it was very strange. Yeah. I, yeah. Now that you put it like that, like this, this promo was fine. You just want to fight Heath. But now that you said that, I, this promo happened. Yeah, it was there. 
and now they're going to fight, and I'm sure it'll be a match. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Zachary Wentz was a good match, though. It was. <laughs> good start. I mean, the good start to this match. They were flipping. They were flying. Kicks from Speedball were crisp as they are. Uh, Janai Kai told a story on In the Weeds where she said that uh, Speedball has some of the toughest kicks she's ever faced. So go take a look at that interview over on Fightful Overbooked. Trey Miguel keeps trying to get involved in the out- on the outside. There's a shooting star press, a standing shooting star. Look good from Speedball. Uh, I love it when Speedball Mike Bailey tries to hit those kicks while uh, while someone else you know ducks them, and then he does the hesitation spot and then tries to kick him again. Uh-huh. Those duck kicks are really good. Uh, Trey almost gets ejected from the match, and then he does. And <sighs> while he's doing that, the spray paint gets involved again. Zach Wentz grabs the spray paint. Referee's distracted. Wentz gets the front face DDT. Speedball loses the match. Zachary Wentz wins. What do you think of this whole thing? So much going on. It was a good match. I thought the match itself was very stiff. Tired of the rascals cheating and they just got back together. But I think that's more because I've seen this from Trey Miguel for months with the spray paint. Uh, on another promotion, I see the spray paint. Uh... I get it. I get it. But I I believe that the Rascals are a little bit more dope than that. That is just me. Didn't hate it. It achieved what it needed to achieve. The match itself was good. I mean, it was essentially a two-on-one. Like, it was a two-on-one for Speedball, Mike Bailey. The moonsault he did to Zachary Wentz on the outside was crazy. Like, Speedball is so smooth in the ring. And for Zachary Wentz, for this only being his second match back, he looked like the first match, okay, maybe back and forth, but this match, he ain't missed a step. Um, somebody got to beat these two up, though. I could. This is going to grate my nerves real soon, real fast. I don't know who. I kind of don't want it to be the Motor City Machine Guns because I feel like these are the uncles who are like, hey, youngins, somebody else. But these two are going to get on my nerves real fast. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Ace of Base, 100%. It's going to be yeah. an emergence. It'll probably be the Rascals versus Subculture. And Subculture will drop the titles to, to Trey and, and Zach Wentz. And then that bound for glory, they'll do Ace of Bays versus, uh, versus Wentz and uh, versus the Rascals, basically. Didn't Rascals screw Ace of Bays out of the title in the first place? Or was it a triple threat? So they screwed them out of the title at the uh, at Slammiversary. But it okay. was in a four-way, so they they basically stopped them from being able to win the titles uh, or retain the titles. And then they had their rematch the following week on Impact TV, and that's when they got involved in the match, even though they were supposed to be kicked out. I could see at Emergence it being the Rascals versus Subculture, and Ace of Base screws them out of it, and then for the next thing it's a triple threat. Yeah, could be that. Be I could see it. that. We'll see what they do, but... Uh, we are on to our main events. But first, we missed, this is our final <clears throat> installment of what's all this then? There was no Jimmy Jacobs this time. No, they Jimmy, heard- Jimmy's been working AEW for the last month. Jimmy was literally on the, on the Ring of Honor death before Dishonor show. To be fair, I don't watch ring of honor only because i have a lot of wrestling to watch and i don't want to be wrestled out by the time it's impact time anyway there was a whole segment before the slam anniversary match where nick aldis said you slapped jimmy jacobs into next wednesday he was talking about jimmy jacobs moving to him moving to AEW. 
Cresta Star, what are you doing with your life? Let me ask you that. What's going on? We talked about it on this show, Cresta. <laughs> Multiple times. No further questions at this time. You're right. I don't want to talk about Yo, let's talk about this main event, bro. Before we talk about this main event, let's talk about the impact moment of the last yesteryear. I don't when they start. showed no. when they showed Eric Young beating Brutus Magnus and whoa ho 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 how history repeats itself. Well, first of all, what in the what's all this then that was earlier in the night? You want to serve Eric Young a slice of old traditional humble pie, just like the humble pie I just served Cresta, which she would have remembered yeah. had she been a subscriber over at FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business. Listen, we're talking about Nick, what's all this then, Aldis? There's some talk about a big match potentially happening at all in this year. What is it? FightfulSelect.com's got the scoop. They're, they got the conversation going. So go, so go subscribe. Five bucks. You want to know Dustin Rhodes' contract status with AEW? We drop that news too. FightfulSelect.com and AEW producers. Interview notes. You want to ask Grapsity with boys today? They did that. Sean Ross Sapp does his Q&A. That's usually every week. There's a Sour Graps twice a week with Alex Pulowski and sometimes Kate, who hosts the Ring of Honor post show on this channel. They talk about all the sour WWE stuff, and they also do a little bit of AEW Collision Talk, too. Also, over on FightfulSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business. It's so good. There is so much content there. So go subscribe today if you haven't. What is wrong with you? If it's a money thing, I get it. Just steal somebody's credit card and subscribe today. Five bucks. Five For legal reasons, that's a joke. Is it? Listen, do what you want. <laughs> Eric Young versus Nick Aldis is the main event tonight. New theme for EY. It's good. Early on, there's some good chain wrestling. I like the match. And I said last week that I had heard that this was a really, really solid match. Mm -hmm. And it was. This was a very classic impact, TNA, whatever you want. Just a wrestling main event style match. Uh this was, yeah, just solid stuff. There's some great back and forth wrestling. I love it. At one point, Eric Young gets hit by a superplex from Nick Aldis, and then Aldis goes up top trying to do the double axe handle, but instead you got Eric Young reversing it into a double into an uh, inverted atomic drop, kind of catching him right in the dick there. Just what you want to do. Yeah, back city. Just hit over and over again. Aldis does that apron spot where someone slides out of the ring, but then hits the apron and then gets caught between the apron and the ring. And then you got Aldis just battering him. It's good stuff. Uh, missile dropkick gets turned into the Kingsland Cloverleaf from uh, Nick Aldis. And then as Eric Young tries to roll up Nick Aldis, instead, Aldis rolls out. They got a pile driver finish. Clean win. Eric Young pins Nick Aldis clean as a sheep. But that doesn't matter because Nick Aldis is done with impact. And you wouldn't know because they sure as shit didn't show him on the way out. Instead, Cody Diener and Big Con show up, and they take out Eric Young. Three choke slams from Big Con, and Diener hits the antidote. That's his DDT finish. They beat the hell out of EY. What do you think of the match? What do you think of this whole Diener and Eric Young? It had to happen. Now we're here. This is this is your big emergence, you know, grudge match, Cresta Star. I actually i'm a little sad if this is nick aldis leaving impact not bad to put over eric young on your way out but i, I guess with all that pomp and circumstance i kind of wanted him to win something to win a little something especially the way they built him up saying that before yeah i was god's favorite but now i'm on my own merit okay whatever i could take that 
But like you said, going back to the grudge match, Diener and Young had to happen. You finished the job or you didn't finish the job. What should have been a one, two, three is now done. Now, not going to lie, before Eric Young got the eh, Violent by Design was losing quite a bit. And then for Dina to supposed to be the design, to be the one to lead it on for you to still be losing. I'm not sure Eric Young's character is still in that headspace. But ultimately, from what I do know about Eric Young's character, failure is kind of not like within the realm of possibilities. And I gave you the keys to the kingdom and you dropped it in the moat. You, like now I have to beat you up. I wonder what happened with a, with the tall guy, with Khan. I, I'm knocking on wood here because I'm wishing him a speedy recovery, but I'm always going to bring up Joe Doring again. Not sure where he's at in the recovery. So I wish him the best of speedy recovery if he's if he's not recovered yet. But this could leave the door open for the violent by design versus design 2.0 if that's something that does happen. Or like they did for, um, uh, oh, my God, the guy for Sammy Callahan that they brought in for just like one or two matches. Madman Fulton. Yes. You could pull, bring in Joe Doring like a madman, Fulton, one or two matches, and eventually have the blow off at emergence for Diener versus Eric Young. I think it was very dominant. It's the most dominant Diener and the design have looked. But it kind of like, at what cost? You know, like I wish that the design were doing things beforehand instead of just eating L after L after L. So when he comes back, you'd be like, no, we're better off without you because it kind of seems like you're not. Yeah, and I agree with everything you're saying. The I, I really like the idea of Joe Doring coming out to be EY's guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. I could be wrong. Again, like you said, you know, you don't know, and I don't know either, the status of Joe Doring. Hoping he's doing well. Hoping he's on the men. I can tell you that Eric Young had put his Slammiversary gear up on eBay with all the proceeds going towards the Doring family. Mm-hmm. Someone had mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the show that his wife said, you know, no, not, not a lot of change, but you know, I guess no news is good news, but it doesn't seem like he's coming back. But again, mm-hmm. it's wrestling. Anything could happen. And we listen, I'd love to see it. I don't know if it's going to happen, but in that case, yeah, you do need another big guy who's going to stand up, you know, to, to big con and be on Eric Young's side. I don't know who that person is. Fulton feels like a bit of a reach. There's got to be someone else. It could be Rhino. Uh, you know, he's not a big guy, but he is a bulky guy. What about a, another Team Canada guy? Because I'm not too familiar with it. But right now, let's say Eric Young is riding, riding that Team Canada wave. Was there a big guy in Team Canada? Not that works in this case. A1 would be like the closest, and ain't, he ain't coming back. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to come back for another. I'm trying to think of who's another tall person in Impact who's not really doing anything right now. Mahabali Shira, but he is not going to be the guy. Big Bill. <laughs> Listen, if it had been three months ago, or not even, if it had been 90 days ago, so two months, I would have said, yeah, Big Bill would be great to come back and, and do a thing. But mm. now that he's doing this tag thing with Brian Cage over in AEW, now nah, that's working. I can't I can't be mad that W Morrissey went to AEW now that he's doing something. Yeah. That's that's working for him. It took some time, but he's there now. I'm trying to really think like there has to be a big guy who's milling about an impact right now who's not doing anything who would be great for this type of situation to deal with Khan. 
and I can't, nothing comes, the only other big guy, and I'm like, this is a meme, but just height only, Johnny Swinger, <laughs> Heath, but I, you know. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking down the roster page. There's no one here that makes sense. But uh, Jake something is a big dude, but I don't think he fits this. And that's pretty much it. PCO. Bring... It could be PCO. Could very well they be. They were PCO. chanting PCO during this last match, so it could be PCO. Because you got to remember, PCO was taken out of the match. Diener got himself into the match. PCO is going to be like, oh, you took my spot. Yeah, here we go. It's PCO. Yeah, it'll probably be PCO. I'm glad we did this smart thing together and come to the same conclusion. <laughs> yep, and uh, I see someone in the chat also did it. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah, it'll probably be PCO. It'll be PCO. Makes sense. All of his Landstorm. Landstorm comes from backstage to the front. <laughs> I mean, listen, Lance is there. I'd love it. I told someone, if you're in a comedy contest, you got to make Landstorm laugh or die. And they said, well, I guess I'm dying. <laughs> I guess that's it. That's it for us. That's Impact Wrestling for July 27th, 2023. Uh, this was a good episode. I'm glad we talked through it. Uh, Emergence is very slowly going to come together. It's a month away. The week before that is the Multiverse United show in Philadelphia. If you're in the area, you should go. There's going to be a bunch of Fightful Pals there. So I would love to be going. I don't know if I will, but uh, go go check it out. It sounds like it's going to be a fun show. Speaking of which, Chris has got a fun show or two to talk about. So uh, tell him what you got going on. This Saturday. Oh, hold on. I have to burp and it doesn't pay rent. Amazing. Sorry about that. This Saturday. At 10 o'clock-ish, myself, Iridian, and your, no, rest friend Iridian, Riccicino, sometimes Sean Rossap, will be going over all things AEW Collision. Um, I think there is a um, an FTR match this weekend. I could be wrong. I want to say it's the finals between Adam Cole and them. I'm not sure if that's Wednesday or this Saturday. This Saturday. It's this Saturday. Look, I be I know stuff. I know stuff from time to time. We're gonna talk about it. So I can't wait to see you there on Saturday. But if you need more Crest of Star and you don't want to wait till Thursday with Joel Pearl either, you can find me Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays over on Twitch or TikTok at Crest of Star. Yes, C-R-E-S-T-A-S-T-A-R-R. And if that is too much for you to digest, at the bottom here where you see Crest of D-Star, there's a link tree in my bio that has everything. It's, it's got this playlist with all the impact shows. It has the collision playlist with all the collision play shows. Play shows. You've got Joe Pearl. You've got everything. I love you. But most importantly, Joe Pearl, where can they love you at? Oh, God, you can love me everywhere. Wait, that sounds bad. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you're Give right. Give Joe Pearl your monies. <laughs> Give me all your monies. It's a PayPal somewhere. Anyway, uh, I'm all over socials at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. You can find me in the weeds Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on Fightful Overbook. That's YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbook. Myself and Jeremy Lambert talking through the week in wrestling, or at least what's happened when we go on the air. We interview wrestlers, too, and other people of note. Uh, for those who know Cam Hawkins, a.k.a. Seahawk, he's going to be on the show Friday morning to run down NXT's Great American Bash, preview it with us, and talk about what he's up to, because he just had a pretty good interview with Tiffany Stratton that uh, he wrote a big article for. So check that out. Check us out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the weeds, and all the stuff on Fightful Overbooked, easy to find. Uh, other than that, Cresta and I are here every single Thursday to run down Impact Wrestling as we do. Myself and Kate do Joel and Kate at eight. Not this week because it's an XT show and I'm out of town. So, you know, just we'll be back, I'm sure. He's anyway, out of town. The- He's thugging with his rounds. I'm just out of town, man. I just got to do my thing. That's it. 
Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.